Hey guys, welcome to Weird Millennials. <laughs> I'm your host, hostess, FK Alden, Black Black Widow, uh, Black Snow White, and also my real name is Fatima. Today, we have actually a guest that coming uh, here, um, having a great conversation that we're going to have with. I know her forever. She has been my trainer for a long time, and also over time, of course, she became my friend. And I think that is really great to have her to on um, today episode uh, and get her input on the subject that we're gonna tackle. But first, let's go see our good friend Abid. What's up? Yo yo yo! This is Abid. I think this podcast. How, how many have I recorded now? This has been like seven. Are we at? How, how many have we done so far? Eight, nine. A couple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is Abid, aka this podcast, aka the coolest person here, aka um. Justin Trudeau's best friend, Jim. Not, I don't know. He's he's hiding actually. I don't I don't know where he's hiding though. But it's it's been crazy out here in Ottawa. Anyways, uh, oh yeah, you're in Ottawa. Yeah, I'm in Ottawa. Fun times. I was at the uh, part that it's getting weird over there. But uh, that's a completely other story for today. Um, yeah, it's it's a bid. Okay, um, me. I think you guys know who I am. So I'll uh, yeah. introduce the guest to her. You can introduce the guest. Yeah, our special guest today. Her name is Jess. She kind of quiet and all that, but be careful. She's a little weeping. Go, Jess. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jessica. I am a certified personal trainer, and I also have my applied nutrition diploma in nutrition. I've been a personal trainer for uh, the past seven years, and me and my fiance own our own business, and we're located outside of Evolve Strength downtown. Edmonton, Alberta. And hey. <laughs> AKA Jess. <laughs> look at those muscles. For those who are watching on YouTube, look at those muscles. Yeah, see? Today's subject, we're going to tell uh, to a gun show. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, you cannot compete with that. She nah, has some. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the body yari, all this kind of stuff that is, um, people are obsessed about, how we're supposed to look like and all that. And of course, we will tackle the subject of training, uh, the culture that is behind it, and how consistency is key. And uh, yeah, we're going to just to tackle that a little bit, talk about that. First of all, we'll, we'll start with habit that we have as a kid. If we were... Um, like the active kid or the more passive with this kind of shit. Personally, I've always been active since the beginning. So I always been very sportive as a kid, but workout thing became more in my life later on. But beside that, I would say that my relationship with workout and my body image always have been the same because skinny kid never get anywhere. <laughs> Especially when you're a girl, you have zero curves and all that. That's a lot of issues. And uh, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I want, I want to talk about today. And you guys, you have you have Jess was an expert on uh, workout routine. Like she has uh, her social media that is pumped out about um, all of it. So nutrition, workouts, and good habits. She has great advice. And trust me, she is really good at what she's doing. And I'm not saying that to kiss ass because I'm not like that. It's just because I saw result with her since we started to train six years ago, six, seven, something like that. Yeah. I think, it's always, I think we've come up on our seven year anniversary, actually. <clears throat> in August. Seven years, wow. Yeah. That's so gonna be in August? 
yeah i know that it was august because it was summertime where i i i remember my trigger for that one to go say that yeah i need to start to work out my mom took a picture of me uh at that place like downtown where you have this uh, cycle i think it's like the first nation place or whatever and i stomach hanging there just like oh my god i can see that for so far hell no i need to work out this is not good this is not good at all and that's how i just like even though i was very broke at the time just i need i need someone to push me to do what i need to just to reach that goal to be like in, in a place where if i am taking a picture of me i would not be embarrassed about anything and that's how i got yes well technically no because i started to be uh i was matched with another trainer but i would just worry because first of all it was a dude he was smaller than me <laughs> I was just like, this is not going to work out. And they're like, oh, no, we switch you for someone else. I was just relief. Let's say that. And I made a promise to Jess when we started and say that if you're doing great, you're going to be stuck with me for. And I was a roar. See? Yeah. <laughs> not just me. No, Fatima, like your like dedication is unbelievable. Like you're going through some hard times in your life. Like I've been there for all of your your struggles and triumphs and everything like that. And you still made training a priority, even when you know you were choosing you know food or or training. <laughs> so I mean, that's like dedication and like putting yourself first, which is not something a lot of people do. Yeah. <laughs> What? I mean, I feel I feel guilty because like I've had a I've had a I had I was very consistent for a long time like I was five days a week, and I kind of feel like since the pandemic, especially like I live in the Quebec side, so in Quebec gyms are still closed. And I think it's like is there something in your head because once you go to the gym and you have build up like it's it just like becomes part of your routine and you crave it and you keep wanting to do it, but I don't know it's uh, I don't know if it's just me I feel like once you break that habit there's just something in you and it's like you have to build yourself back getting there and uh i don't know i like i still haven't found my rhythm or like especially with navigating covid um so uh i don't know i i wonder if like how people are still able to like maintain or if like if, if it's across the board everyone sort of maintained their rhythm throughout the pandemic or if you know, uh, it's still something that everyone sort of struggles with. Or if, have you, uh, did, that, uh, I wanted to hear your perspective about like maintaining consistency, especially over the last like couple of years. It's hard, like COVID has put a huge uh, obstacle in many people's ways, like, especially for someone that liked to go to the gym, like to lift heavy weights, and then now transitioning to like working out at home and like doing body weight stuff, it's just, it's hard and like to build it back up again then you just like got to get back into this routine but like honestly most of my clientele besides a couple of them like fell off completely stopped doing everything and just like as much as exercise is like beneficial for your mental health like we're also in a pandemic and we've never experienced this before so like it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling because we've never navigated this before but like starting up like something small at home like maybe you know joining 
like YouTube videos or sorry, watching YouTube videos to like work out at home or like finding something that you can do at home or like finding someone that knows how to program for exercises at home. Like the biggest challenge for me was when we shut down was transitioning everybody to like an at home program. And, you know, as much as I can make that happen, it's it's hard when you're someone that's like, I just don't want to do body weight stuff. Like calisthenics is just not my thing. And like, so then finding like different ways. So like, um, they have these bands on Amazon that are super cheap and it kind of like mimics more of like a gym style, but at the same time to get back into that habit, like you just got to put, you just got to make yourself an appointment, stick to it, and then just kind of repeat it over, you know, the weeks, over the months, because the more you do it, the more in habit you get, and then the better you get at it. But obviously, like, it's just... Yeah, it's something that's like everybody's struggling, like especially yeah. for the provinces that are closed down right now. Um, one of my good friends is in Montreal right now, and she is a personal trainer, and she was doing exercises with her clients, like in the parking garage of her building, and like just getting together like groups of people just to like help motivate people to go train. And like she was working out in like the stairwell and like doing like pulley systems in the stairwell, like stuff like that. Um, but it's just like even as trainers like when we went on shutdown like I didn't work out for a couple of weeks and that's like something that I don't do until we set up our garage gym and even then it was a struggle to get into there because I like the gym atmosphere and we didn't have heavy enough weights and it just was really demotivating and so I think if we just like kind of give ourselves like some grace and be like okay we're in a pandemic right now once things open up then I do plan on like getting back into my normal routine and like just kind of giving yourself a break. But do you think that, like, I've had a thing where, like, at first I was like, I'm going to give myself a break. I mean, it is the pandemic. But then at the end of the day, we don't know when this thing is going to end. So, I mean, is there a certain point where people should just stop giving themselves grace and be like, okay, we're in the pandemic. But now. Yeah, honestly, like, the, the best thing that you could do is, like, go for walks, just get outside, be active, and just more or less focus more on your nutrition. Like, right now is a great time to get your nutritional habits in check. And like to just get outside and just be active while you're waiting. Uh, and then just like maybe committing to just one or two days, just starting off with like a YouTube video with some like body weight stuff. Like, and then if you like that, then it's going to be easier to build on. But if you're someone that doesn't like that, then honestly, like just being active and then controlling your nutritional habits is a great yeah. place to start. Especially uh, like when I went to the gym consistently, I found that like, because I feel like when you're in your house, it's like your comfort zone. There's a couch there. There's this. And then, like, you're out of that zone, right? And it's like there's all these distractions. And, like, going to the gym, it's like the environment itself. Like, when I was in university, like, if I stayed home and studied, I found that I just wasn't productive. So that's why I made myself the habit of going to the library. Not But a library in itself is just a room with a bunch of desks, right? But it's that environment that sort of makes makes you uh, more productive. So, no, 100%. Yeah. So I was just wondering, like, especially given the pandemic, how what's the best way to, like, maximize your productivity as far as, like, fitness? Uh, if you're in a big enough house, honestly, like, if you can make, like, a spare bedroom, your workout space, and set it up the way that you want it to, to look like, maybe grab some, like, dumbbells, uh, like, just some cheap stuff that you can get your hands onto, and then make it more of, like, a ritual. So you know, say at this time, this is when I usually work out, like, let's say, I don't know, like 2 p.m. 
well, I'm going to make sure that I drink my coffee or honestly, like any sort of caffeine, have that, like have your gym clothes sitting there and then like start some like good music to like kind of pump you up. So if we can get like a ritual going before you work out, like I'm always going to have my caffeine or like my pre-workout. Uh, not that I recommend pre-workout, but it can be like a really easy thing to be like, okay, well, I just drank caffeine. Like what am I going to do? Like sit here and like be all jittery or am I just going to go work out in this room? But just having like a designated space, obviously like for someone that's in like a studio apartment or like a one bedroom apartment, it's a little bit more challenging, but starting up like just a, a ritual can, can help get you into the groove of just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> See? that answers your question i don't know <laughs> no it, it, it makes it makes sense but i just think that like um you know everything you said makes sense but i think that's just uh getting out of the, the thing is breaking because you know it's like a gym becomes a habit and then it just becomes instinctual and then once you're taken out of the element unfortunately you know like lethargy and apathy and just sitting around that becomes your habit and then that becomes your way of life and then it's retraining yeah, it's really hard to break it yeah honestly like if you can get like a friend to join you and be like hey like i'm really interested in like working out can we hold each other accountable like can we text each other and be like hey this is our workout time and like holding each other accountable to it because it's really hard to hold yourself accountable to something but if you have someone else that you know you know like with zoom and everything like that like maybe let's just do like a video conference like this and we're just going to go work out together but in our house yeah yeah that's something i don't think i've ever tried it but i guess see like at least if you're you have someone else there then you know you have to be you don't want oh, exactly because you're not going to be like oh and i'm, I'm not going to do it today because i mean it's your friend like i mean some people are like that but <laughs> you're less likely to cancel on your friend <laughs> yeah that part too or i would say that during the pandemic my and me i would use my uh motivation would be different i would for sure. At first, I wasn't doing much because mentally it's really hard. And then one day I decided just that I'm going to do what I do sometimes when I am very much in a great mood. Just play some music and dance crazy in my uh, living room. That's all. And I was doing that. It was helping me to still have my cardio, the, the frustration, anxiety getting out of my system because I was doing something. Because in the winter, I don't like to be outside because I don't like the cold. I know it's weird. I'm in Canada, but some people would just to say that, yeah, they will go. For I would have seen of my neighbors doing that. Others would do their workout on their balcony just to have something because the gym that we had here was also closed, which was extremely frustrating for a lot of people. Others would just walk their dogs. They would just go have a, a walk as a group. It was really strange because even in the summertime, I would also go there just to walk around uh all those 12 blocks of where i live because when i start to walk i don't stop i will do that i will see a lot of people that i know live here doing that because it became after a moment a sort of um substitute working out because we we didn't have anything else and yeah to not drive yourself nuts especially when you live by yourself mentally you have been hard it's still hard for a lot of people because it goes on and off, on and off. It's like, yeah, we're going back on. No, nope, we shut down again. Mentally, it's draining. And trying to occupy your brain and adapt to this new normal is not, 
it's not easy and also for a lot of people even though they have someone to push them they will still have a hard time to do it and yeah the, like the all, my client, all my clients were suffering during it and it's uh like oh yeah <laughs> me i was like all you can do is just crazy. like yeah like all you can do is just find an like an activity like it doesn't need to be lifting weights that just gets you active like that's the biggest thing when it comes to like losing weight or just maintaining your weight is just being active and you know maybe that's not hitting the weights but maybe it's like doing dancing at home or going out for a walk or going sledding or you know just something active outside or in your house i'm interesting to hear though the um the business aspect because you know as with like covid happened a lot of people just fell off the edge we don't really talk about like the perspective of like the trainers and stuff and then <laughs> you have all these people suddenly do. not doing anything anymore so it'd be interesting to hear like the other side of like how do you like maintain the business when people are just in this mindset and like are you are you basically like doing sales pitches to try to win them back or like what are you at no honestly just like coming with compassion and like just letting them know like this is a hard time obviously like my business suffered during uh the first part of it but like we ran boot camps during the summertime we did group challenges um just like trying to keep, keep trying to keep a community together so everybody feels a little bit more um accountable to each other and yeah like honestly like the first couple of months were really hard but then after that month sets in and clients are coming back so like oh my god i gained 15 pounds like i need to get back on on track and do something and just having um someone there like the biggest thing with my coaching is just accountability like so many people need that accountability and like i have a coach for both my nutrition and my training i mean thankfully my fiance is a trainer so he does my my training side but i have a nutrition coach like the biggest thing is just holding yourself accountable to someone else besides yourself yeah and honestly like not to brag but like this pandemic has been the best thing for my business because it just made people realize how important health and fitness is especially when you have a virus that goes after people that are you know, overweight <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's me oh, laughing at that. it's true no it's true you have poor health condition of course you're going to be the first victim to fall for it if you have a better one yes you you will catch it but you will not end up in something as extreme as for those who have a terrible health condition that's the part that i was really worried during that time as well because eating habit became bad terrible and i say that to jess i would order in uh food like four times a week instead of like just the weekend that i do that once in a while but it got me to a point that i became lazy mentally and, and everything I, I became lazy during this pandemic it was bad even yeah, though honestly, like, for a lot of my clients yeah, like for a lot of my clients, it was just like like four weeks in, and they're like, "Okay, oh, wow, I just feel like shit, and I look like shit," and and that's where I came in. But like, just making sure that you know, like every couple of weeks, I'm like sending out a message, being like, "Hey, how's everything going? Just checking in, just want to make sure everything's fine." Um, I did, didn't do any sales pitches or anything like that. It's just like the biggest thing with my coaching is like building a relationship. So keeping that relationship yeah. and knowing that I'm there when they need me. And honestly, like, it doesn't take long for them to realize that they, they need me back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I came back. And, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I know. No, it's just that I feel like it's just because I I think I had that great support with you because every time that I was uh, close to get in that very dark phase or anything, I would message you and you would just give me some little tip here and there. And after that, I had a, a, a plan for myself, a game plan where I would just like, when I would get back to train with Jess, I would not need to uh, to from really the beginning like we did. So my plan was just as soon as they were announced to uh, reopen the gym here, I was the first one booking my session where I would leave because I was just like, I need that time slot to just be able to get back to uh, my good habits and just to, at least not being like we have to start from the beginning uh, back seven years ago. I want just to be able to say that we need you to go back from uh, the moment that we stopped. That was my, my, my way of thinking. And also because there's that issue with body dysmorphia and all that kind of shit thing that I have, that I still have, I would just say, no, this body is not toned enough. It's not perfect enough. There's something still flabby. My stomach just heard me saying that every week, even though she keeps saying, you know how many people who tell you who, who pay to have your body? I'm just like, I know. But I still see those things that I'm just like, my stomach is too flabby and it's stupid. But all that, it always helps when you have someone else kind of like saying that, no, it makes sense that you feel that way, but there's a solution behind that. There's just something to be worked on, but you have to also accept how you look like and be realistic with your goals. Like those people were always like, New Year's resolution, I need to lose 50 pounds by end of the month of January, which is nuts. And not even th uh, thinking about that they have to change their uh, lifestyle in general, because for them, it have to be that thing, you know, miracle diet. Here's my thing, though, with that in general, like, um, I've, I've never... Yeah. Like, I understand that you shouldn't look at basically everything about a number because, like, a number doesn't define your weight. And, like, obviously, like, you lose weight, but you could also be gaining muscle, etc. But when you talk about, like, Instagram and body dysmorphia, like, I think I've sort of re recognized like, it came for a while. Like, you see certain images, you see certain and then you realize that, like, a lot of those people are probably on some type of steroids or they're Photoshopped. But I always looked at it, like, when I was looking at those images, I'm like, okay, listen, even if I don't get to that level, if I'm aiming for that, that even if I miss come short of that standard, that at least I'm probably better than if I didn't try at all. I don't know if that's a healthy mindset to look at those Instagram and, or that's how I was always like. Yeah, honestly, and like something to remember with like those that you see on Instagram is obviously a lot of it is Photoshop um surgeries and um like a lot of these competitors that are super lean like they don't look like that year round and most of the time they'll cut down to either do a show or they'll cut down to do like a photo shoot and they're just going to continuously like share this photo like throughout the year because they don't look like that in their off season like it's and if they do look like that in their off season then yeah they're using like pets like um performance enhancing drugs to stay that lean because it's super unhealthy to be that lean like even a guy with like eight pack and shredded like it's not healthy to be that lean and I think that that's what people miss is in order to look like that 
you have to live a very restricted lifestyle. Like you can't go out with your friends. You can't like drink booze. You can't live your life. Like every day is like has to be on point because like if you're not on point, it's not going to look like that. <laughs> Yep. And, and like, is the, like, do you, do you want, do you want to look like that? Or do you want to live like your best life? Like looking back when you're 80 years old, are you going to be happy that you had abs or are you going to be happy that you spent time with your friends and like enjoyed your life? Cause trust me, when you're, when you're cutting down that low, like your quality of life is fucking shit. <laughs> Pardon my language. <laughs> no, you can cuss in this podcast. We're cool with that. Cool. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody, uh, What's our age demographic for this podcast? What are we at? Like twenty, like twenty-five to twenty and above. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's well, our demographic. <laughs> you can go ahead and say shit show and fucking all that. If I, it's cool. Yeah. No, but yeah. It's just... so I don't think I don't think people that realize like the cost of getting lean because uh, it doesn't get mm -hmm. talked about a lot, and it's it, it yeah. like it takes up your entire life. Like you can't. Your life is the gym, your life is eating, your life is tracking. Like, it's just, it's not enjoyable. That's true. But also that pressure is a lot being seen. Right now, it feels like the pressure of being a certain look is put a lot on women. But we don't speak about the guys either because they're kind of like wanting to pretend that we accept the dad bods and all that. Like, the men have to look regular, but the women have to have that specific hourglass kim kardashian-ish body without doing shit that's the uh, what is very much pushed and i would say even uh, especially on black instagram not just like the general mainstream one but on that is just what you see bbl all the way i am exhausted to see people look like freaking this portion of different animals on one human being and they say that this is supposed to be attractive i am very frustrated with that I'm not comparing myself to that because my only competition is myself and I look the older version of me. That's where uh, my mind goes and say that I want to look to that body, but that body was 22 and it wasn't the same. It was skinny as hell, not healthy. And, uh, and this body was uh, that, that is 34 would not be the same because it changed every time. But I want just to be able to, keep what I call a, like a good lifestyle where I know that when I will be 70, I would not feel like, my God, I need to have all this replacement surgery for my knee, my hip, well, my knee is already fucked up. But anything where the doctor would say you need to eat 50 pills a day to just stay alive, no thank you. And it's just that the culture and also the idea that people have, that's the other thing that uh, annoys me because they see that People that I work with see that I am someone who work out, uh, would like working out. I would not say I work out a lot. I think it's a very decent amount that I'm doing, the basic even. And I work out a lot that I do. I put a lot of effort to maintain what how I look like, which is not the case. I do what I call the bare minimum. It's just that I don't uh, indulge on some food on a daily basis because after a moment I get sick of burgers. I can eat that once every blue moon, but don't make me eat that every day. I will hate it. There's also that consist uh, that little thing that I do a lot where at work, we have elevators, we have five floors, but I don't use it. And people don't realize that this tiny change also affects how you're going to look. It's a habit that yeah. you build. They, they, they well, not, not, 
Oh, sorry. Not only that, but people don't realize that like people are always like, yeah, I need to go to the gym to like look better. No, the gym is the gym is there to get you stronger, to put muscle mass on, to get you more flexible, to keep you moving when you're older. It's what you do the other 23 hours of the day that matter the most for your body composition, the way that you look. So if you have very little activity in your life, you have a shitty sleep schedule, shitty eating, like super stressed out, like you're not going to look good and going to the gym is not going to fix that. You need to fix your daily habits every day. Not, that is the most important over going to the gym. Sorry, I just wanted to, and like, because if we're looking at like your metabolism and how many calories you're burning per day, like the majority of those calories are coming from what you're doing um, like throughout your, your daily uh, living. So like, are you walking instead of driving? Are you, you know, active while you're home? Or are you just constantly sitting and just like, eating? And does your fridge have like nutritious food in it or does it not? So we have our basal metabolic rate. So what our body burns when we're not doing anything essentially to keep the lights on. And then next one up from that um, is just your like neat. So non-exercise adaptive thermogenesis, which means like every time you walk, every time you're moving your hands like this, every time you're pacing around the, your place, like you're burning calories and that's where so like everything needs to change there and not focusing just on the gym to make those changes. That or crazy diet. Keto shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I like that. And I feel like it's a change because everyone, even when you're going to the gym consistently, everyone will tell you, you know, like it's 70% diet, maybe 30% gym. Like I think that's the ratio that a lot of people say. Some people I, say honestly, 20, yeah, actually. But um, I don't know. I feel like the gym for some reason like it was uh it, it becomes like it's a lifestyle thing and i feel like when the gym went for a lot of people for some reason everything else went with it oh well, yeah because like bigger motivation to like eat better and to you know like the gym is mental health it's also taking up like maybe one to two hours out of your day that maybe you know at nighttime is when you would play video games and you know eat food but instead you're doing something that's active and now it's just been completely torn away from you. It's really easy to fall back into old habits of like playing video games, sitting there eating chips and, you know, all that kind of stuff versus like when you're working out, you're like, well, I need to feel my, like I need to feel my body. So I have better performance in the gym um, and you end up eating better because you're like, don't want to negate the progress that you've made. Yeah. So uh, another reason why it's really easy to kind of fall off too with the pandemic and everything. <clears throat> But yeah, like it just comes to a point where you just gotta like stop making excuses and just like like start changing little things because it's the little tiny habits that build up to this end huge result. And if those aren't in place, it's really really hard to go from here to there. Yeah. Yeah, like you're telling me I gotta move more. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. And it's making me feel guilty about my entire life for the last two years. Like this is just a this is like a deep nah. psychological trauma. Events. No, honestly, like, I don't, I don't know what I would be like, if we ended up in another shutdown, like, yeah, like, I would have, yeah. like, the first, the first lockdown that we had, I put on close to 20 pounds. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like, I'm an emotional eater. And like, as soon as like, things change, and I don't like when things change, I just like, yeah, mm -hmm. just ate a lot. <laughs> and didn't That's work out. <laughs> 
there's something that I and, noticed. Oh God, like you want to say something there? No, no, I'm. Uh, I, have, I have a lot of things to say, but like, uh, <laughs> he's shocked. He was like, yeah. "Oh my God, what did I do?" Yeah. Um, I was thinking about one thing that I noticed that maybe it's a cultural differences that I have noticed. It's just that here people took that take, uh, being healthier to a new stream. Like almost we are forcing people to be a certain shape, but it's not the case because. The real thing is not really on how you should look, but how you should feel. You should be is meaning healthier. Healthier doesn't mean that you have to be exactly like me. Physically, it's just that my genetics want me to not be big. That's part of it. But I also work on it to not get there either, or make it even harder for me to have issue, take your stairs and be out of breath. Because even though that's the other thing that people don't talk about. Skinny people are super unhealthy as well. They can be, uh, they're extremely weak. They don't have enough muscles and it's not the, the, the goal. Goal is to be healthy. And every time now I watch different YouTubers that are also trainers, the good trainers, not the one that telling you to do some crazy ass shit in order to look a certain way, where they will be honest with you and say that the goal is not to make you absolutely lose weight or be a size two, zero, whatever is that you are comfortable in your body but you're healthy while well, you're not just a, i don't know rattle around and be like ah, i look like shit and compare yourself to others because all shape and size my god just deal with it yeah i mean there's like there's mesomorphs there's endomorphs there's ectomorphs but i mean uh i don't know like i feel like people we still have like these people that we aspire to and we're like okay this is the person this is like kim, there's the kim kardashians there's the i don't know the schwarzen i don't not many people people just give up they don't people nobody can be arnold schwarzenegger but i mean no, like uh you need lots no, of steroids for that he's yeah. scary i don't know i don't find his build type attractive he's scary too much I, I, don't think, I don't think he was but i think i don't think if you get to that point of the, he was doing i don't think he was doing it to like be attractive and like the people who are in that mindset like i've met phil heath before he does not care whether or not people like him i think he's just doing it because he's, he's olympia right he loves it yeah. yeah but yeah. still it's kind of like too much yeah but and like you need to what people need to stop doing is comparing themselves to other people because they don't realize the life that they're living to look like that like if we look at you know, at Mr. Olympia, like they're probably training like four or five hours a day. They're eating a lot of calories. It's really, really expensive. And they're probably doing a lot of steroids too, which is also really expensive. Bodybuilding is a very expensive sport, super expensive. And if you're not willing to put it in that time, like you need to stop comparing yourself to that person because it's just not ever going to happen. Should there be like, standards or like ideals or something that people strive to or should people stop comparing themselves entirely or should there be I, like goals or if they say i, I want to look like this person or should people stop saying this is who i want to look like at all entirely yeah like they need to honestly they need to stop comparing themselves to other people and they need to get this idea of what they want to look like out of their head because honestly like what you think you're going to look like is not going to be how you look like like i've been in this industry for a very long time, I've made 
many different body composition changes and I've never looked the way that I like envisioned 10 years ago. And I still won't ever look like that because it's genetically not possible. Or I'm not willing to, you know, spend that much time wasting my life. Yeah, it takes like your life, like away, like enjoyment out of your life away. And so like, if we can just go in and be like, hey, I just want to be a healthier version. I want to play with my kids when I'm older. I want to be able to walk when I'm older. I want to make sure that if I fall, I don't break a bone. Uh, I want to like make sure that I can move furniture, you know, if I'm moving out, like that kind of thing. If we can focus our efforts on that, then the results will come over time. But if we're like always constantly looking for like this end date and like this end goal, then it's just, it's never going to get there. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to stop doing it. And I think a lot of people just need to stop putting an end date just in general. Like this is going to be something that you got to do for the rest of your life. Cause like, if you stop, you just go back to the way that you were before. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting topic because I want to touch on that because it's like I see what you're saying. A lot of people say that you shouldn't have these standards, but then at the same time, like Instagram and like social has now become like synonymous with the fitness industry. It's almost like you can't have one without the other. So is that an overall positive force on it or is it like a negative force or is it something that should be like separated from each other or should I want to see your uh, take in regards to that? Honestly, people just need to stop following these people. Like if you if you change your feed to people that inspire you, that, you know, live a healthier lifestyle that are actually real people, like that's how you're going to want to live your life versus, you know, following all these celebrities that have paid like thousands of dollars in cosmetic surgery. Like we were never like they, we don't look like that naturally. Like we can't go to the gym and look like that. We can't eat a certain way and look like that. Like that is cosmetic surgery. And if we're always com like comparing ourselves to looking like that, it's just never gonna happen unless you wanna spend a bunch of money on like face reconstruction, ass reconstruction, tit reconstruction, like taking fat out of your fucking legs and your stomach. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not real life. <laughs> but uh, I do wanna go touch on that. Like, with, with, let's say you're bringing in a new client I mean, I feel like a lot of people, when they like start working out and you ask them like what their goals are, like naturally people will say, oh yeah, I want to be healthy. But then they'll like, they'll sort of turn into, well, I kind of want to look like this. I want to do this. I want to, you just sort of change their mindset. I mean, you just like sort of give them that. I've actually never had, not since working, not, not since having my own business. I've never had someone that's like, I want to look like this person. And if they did, then I'm like, that person probably most likely doesn't even look like that person in real life. I think I lost connection. I don't know if I, if yeah, you no, 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 you still can. <laughs> but like, I have, I've also am very fortunate in where I work now because the people that I get are more focused on their performance in the gym, their performance when it comes to nutrition, uh, just like healthy lifestyle kind of thing. Like, the stuff that I have up on social media also really makes like we're always going to research someone before we go and train with them. Obviously like a big box gym that doesn't happen. But like now that I'm a like sole proprietor, my, I have my own business, like people are constantly looking at what I'm putting out. And so they know the expectations kind of going in 
that this is the type of trainer that I am. This is the type of nutrition coach that I am and that we go over like sustainable habits. And if someone is not on board with that, honestly, I don't even accept them. They, they just, yeah. like, I'm not, I obviously like, I do want to make money, but at the end of the day, if you don't follow in line with my morals, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to be there and I'm kind of mean about it. Then. <laughs> Basically, just people that will leave and they'll come back like a year later and they're like, Yeah, you're totally right. Like, this is not working and let's try it a different way. She would not sugarcoat it, by the way, just to let you know. They're going to yeah. give you the real thing right away because also, what is the point to lie to your client? To make money? Yeah, you yeah, can make I'm that not- money, but the result would not be there. So, uh, that's why I was just like, I liked her approach from the beginning because she was very honest with me when I told her what I wanted to go. It wasn't something like, uh, like you said earlier, it's not about the end goal. That's the thing too. It's a full lifestyle that you have to adapt. And that's all the, all, uh, the other thing a lot of people don't get is just when you go work out, they feel like they cannot uh, get pizza or this kind of stuff. They cannot eat like the, the thing that they call the cheat food or whatever, this kind of thing. But it's not about really, I think, really of what you eat, but how much you eat it. That mm-hmm. goes with it too. If you, you, can lose, you can lose weight by just eating McDonald's, but it's all about calorie yeah. balance. And yeah, it, it's just the portion sizes that we're having. Sounds like your neighbors are having a time up there. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's better. Like I've had, um, I, I used to, I'd be working like middle of the day and like, I'd, I'd, I'd hear like, mo- like sex moans and like I'd hear their bed going up and down. <laughs> and like that, I'd be on the phone with clients and I'm like, you guys better not be able to. And you up for the feds no by the way. Explain, there's no way I could explain this, but like, like it was weird because like, I would time it. I, I, it was unfortunate. Like it was consistently every day, like a Tuesday at four. Which I, I don't know what's central about Tuesdays, but it would consistently be at four o'clock. Which wow, why are you banging at four? Like that's what's, what's special. About <laughs> We're off work. Time to time to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know Tuesday. Like I mean, wait till on Tuesday. Wow, especially yeah, the day of the week. That suck. Mm-hmm. What is the week, yeah. you cannot be spontaneous. Like. Monday, I want a. Yeah, but they've uh, they've become quieter uh, since then. But uh, it is it's time to time, and and the moaning has gone down. Like, That's good. It's a form of exercise. We'll take it. Yeah, it is. I think you burn a lot of calories per session. Yeah. Not not if you're if you're going as quick. That that guy finishes very quickly. So I don't. <laughs> but uh, average person probably burns more calories. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Anything physical, anything to raise the heart rate. You're exercising. Mm-hmm. That's really good for you. It's true. Uh, but I wanted to touch on like you. Like you've made the point that it's like you should stick to your own standards. Do you think that like because we're talking a lot about dysmorphia and like imaging, that like the modeling aspect of fitness. Has, still has a place in the industry because I mean ultimately I mean how do you sell uh, the pre workouts the uh, I don't know the bang energies or whatever people are skinny teeth how do you sell it without the, the those 
people. So do you, I want to know, like, do you think that, that, that aspect of it is still, it's just something that's there or should be completely eliminated or you should just take it with a grain of salt or. I mean, I think it should all be gone. Like I'm so fucking tired of opening up my Instagram account and seeing half naked, like people that I know, like I, like these are all traders. Like I just, like I'm in the industry to help people, to educate people. And I just wish other people in my industry would do the same thing. Like, I don't want to look at your body, uh, but that's just my point. I think all that shit needs to go away. And if we can teach people like what it looks like to actually live a healthy lifestyle and how to achieve it, then everybody's going to be looking, looking good. I mean, I've noticed a lot of those pages, like they're selling nutrition programs themselves. And then they're saying, well, there's a lot they're saying like, okay, well, hi, if you want to look like me, you got to buy, I can get you to that level. And do you think yeah, that's it's all garbage? And you think that's a form of deception in itself or? Oh yeah. Cause all these people, like maybe you will get those results, but they're not sustainable. Like you can't, like there's no end of the, like end of plan goal. And like, you're always just going to be, and this is why this is like a billion dollar industry because we're, we're selling false promises to people. They may might achieve them, but guess what's going to happen in a month. They're going to, they're going to end up gaining all that weight back. They're going to gain a little bit more and then they're going to buy the next thing again. And this is what just fuels this industry. Oh. It's just, it's full of people that just want to make money, like quick money. Like it's, I could easily sell out and like show ass pictures and like show my body off and be like, you want these results in 30 days? Well then pay a thousand dollars here and I'd probably be a millionaire, but uh, I have morals and, I will not be doing that. So I think all of that needs to go away, but it's not going to go away. And so the best thing that you can do is just not follow these people. Like you just got to block them and realize that they're just scam artists and they're just, and it's the same for all the supplements. Like there, there's no, like supplements are there to supplement a good diet, but if you don't have a good diet, you don't have a good workout re- regime, you're stressed constantly, you're not sleeping right. Like that's just not going to work unless you're doing steroids and yeah, then they're going to work. But <laughs> Eat clan and trend hard, right? What? Eat clan and trend hard. That's what I mean. Trend hard. <laughs> Don't get uh, those fitness tea because you're gonna just have diarrhea. That's all that. Yeah, can it's just it's, it's literally just uh, it's uh, what are they called? The things that make you shit. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember the name. Oh yeah, yeah. I see what you're talking about. Excellent. Oh, it's like excellent. Yeah, it's like X class, <laughs> which is funny because so you're gonna shit yourself, yeah, you're gonna lose a bunch of weight, but all of that is just stuff that's been put in your body, and it's just water weight, and then in a week you're just gonna gain all that weight back. It doesn't yeah. do anything. Thank you. You have the smooth never bead. Yeah, I mean, no, I, no, I, I, I see where it where it comes from, but then we also see like how it just it's part of. I don't know if I feel like the, there's a lot of people out there. Like you could say this about any type of everyone's selling an image of some kind, like uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I don't know the kick, the Kardashians are selling an image like I, not well, not even though they're not fitness. I mean, they're selling an image. Everyone's seen. If you know who Dan Bilzerian is on Instagram, he's selling an image to those got those kids like they still around. I haven't heard of him for uh, like a couple of years. Yeah. 
He's still doing his. Uh, he's his still, I think he's still. I think he's gone bankrupt because apparently his company's not making any money. Uh, wow, surprise! Yeah, probably because he blew it all on troopers they literally had nothing to do with it. He's like they're on the payroll, but he's like I can't afford them anymore. So he's it's like he's like running red, even though he's running a business. Uh, well, yeah, they're they're trying to sell this lifestyle, and a lot of people that you see doing this, like they're trying to sell this lifestyle that they have that actually doesn't exist, yeah. and then they go bankrupt, and you know, or they're on OnlyFans. So, yeah, you know, OnlyFans. That that's. I mean, we can make an entire episode just about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I'm not talking about. But it's too tempting, just for my feet, just for that. Yeah, I do. Just my feet feet. <laughs> that's all. Because I know people weird, they're crazy like that, right? You know, it's like, yeah, showing your feet. It's like, yeah, that's sexy. I want to do stuff to it. And it's like, ew. But it's easy money. But am I like that? Nah. Nah. Still on the subject of uh, body image and all that would wait. We are now in the part where I feel like it's two worlds. It's, it would be either you are, uh, go for that extreme fitness thingy going on, or you will go with the um, body acceptance. Or they are just like half our old old size, just like I'm. Not, I don't agree with that. And on both end now, it became almost like behavior of fanatics, like very extreme. So you say that, oh, if you don't work out, you usually da da da. People will critique you. Uh, if you're the one uh, doing the other way and say that I want to be healthy, the acceptance group will be like, oh my God, you're fat shaming yourself or fat shaming people well, because the you're thing is, like, I've, I've, I've had a, I've had a love hate relationship because on one hand, you know, the body acceptance, you know, it, it makes sense, you know, you should, but then some people will, will just as easily say like, okay, the people saying this stuff don't even look fit. And then it turns into a meme and then people start trolling and then they're like, yeah it becomes like it becomes a joke and then you'll see like i used to follow a lot of those gym meme pages and then they would start making fun of those people saying like oh you should have body acceptance and then it it's and then it turns into like okay this is what fat people say and then yeah i don't know well, for that one i would say that it turned to something that was uh, understandably honorable because the body acceptance were targeting people who are marginalized about not being body normal, meaning people who are amputees, people who are in wheelchairs, those will have a body dysmorphia, uh, not dysmorphia, how you call it, that the anomalies, some even worse when I say that, but squeeze me, I'm not super, super good at uh, translating everything of my thought, but people who were marginalized, people who had physical uh, handicap, that was the origin of body acceptance and say that integrate those people. And then after that, it will emerge to something else where it would be people who are plus size saying that you have to accept us and our body were like, okay, nobody would not start to say that, oh yeah, you chubby and this and stuff and these people. And then you have the group that in there that are saying they call themselves body acceptance. And then after that, they will bash you if you have the audacity to say that I am overweight, but I want to be healthy. Not saying that they want to be skinny, healthy. They start to bash them like the worst piece of shit on the planet. Look, for example, that that extremism is started with Tess Holiday, that very big woman who was a, a model or something. I'm just very confused about the message that she's giving because she's like, 
oh, I don't give a damn about this, this, this. And after that, you will see her work out and she will say, no, her doctor told her to because of certain things. But she's over 400 pounds. Would you say that this is uh, healthy, 400 pounds? I, I mean, like, tiny I mean, I think we, we told a line. Like, I, there's, like, where you give politically correct answers and, like, um, I work for the no, government. So I think where you start to say, oh, as long as you're happy and you're long. But I think, uh, I don't know. It's it's an error of, like, I don't talk about political Jamie correctness. People. Or, like, it's fat That's shaming. True. Like, I, I know you're not supposed to fat shame, but, I mean, I see, like, some people say that they're, like, we've, we've created, like, an environment where people are too afraid of, fe of like, people's feelings. So you don't tell them the truth. Um, yeah. So I said, what? I mean, I, I just come in as like, we don't talk about people's bodies. We don't acknowledge them. I mean, that's the life that they've chose to live. They know that there's health risks when it comes to being overweight. There's lots of them. But if you're someone that's overweight and exercises a lot and, you know, eats half decently, but you just eat too much, there's a lot of factors that come into play why we eat to begin with. Plus, like a lot of metabolic syndrome issues and everything like that. But I mean, it just comes down to the end of the day, like these people are like being at 400 pounds, like she's not going to live very long. She's going to end up with type 2 diabetes, most likely. Uh, she's going to have lots of joint issues, lots of circulation issues, like artery issues, heart issues, like anything that you can think of is there's going to be an issue. And so, you know, if we're stressing the medical system because of accepting this body, like at the end of the day like it's a it's it puts a lot of money uh out of our like taxpayers pockets yeah. to like like manage these people yeah and do you find that like if someone's at that stage where they're like that their weight their body is way too big for their size and like just like their frame like they it, it's like it's completely like out of like whack like it just they, they're living an unsustainable like lifestyle and like it's gonna affect is that the point like do you find that like you have as a personal trainer have to get to the root of the issue and then sort of almost be a makeshift psychologist as well as a trainer or do you like find you have to tilt the line with that as well yeah like i don't like i don't push goals on anybody like it's not my job to look at someone and be like mm, no well, you need to be this size uh it's their choice i mean like down the road they'll start to like say well you know it's really hard for me to uh bend down and tie my shoes and like all of these like issues that come in when you're overweight, like they, they already know that. And it's up to them to like make these small changes. And I'm just there to, to guide them in whichever direction they decide to go. Cause if you're telling someone to do something, they're not going to do it. I mean, as we kind of see with like the vaccine stuff, like people just don't want to be told what to do and it needs to come within. And so if they're not ready to change, it's not gonna happen. And no one forcing them to do it is gonna happen. Like they'll, they'll run into enough issues, like working out, like everything needs to be regressed. Or like, we'll try to do an exercise and that doesn't work because it doesn't work with their body and they're not strong enough or, you know, they're not mobile enough to do it. Like all those little things kind of end up like bringing that intrinsic motivation for like them to be like, okay, well, I think I'm really like ready to start working on like losing some body fat. No, but do you find that you tote the line with not giving tough love or is it sort of like you have to be careful of feelings or is there ever a point where you're just like, 
listen, this is what's happening. You're in this situation. This is what you need to do. Otherwise, this, this, and this will happen. The only time that I'll do that is if they're wanting to change and they're just not doing the things that they need to do to change. And then they're complaining that they're not changing. And then, then I'll be like, look, you're not doing this, 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 and this. In order to get this, you need to do this. And you're not doing any of that. You can't expect to get results if you're not doing this. That's the only time that I'll do that because, like, once again, I'm providing a service. And if I'm a dick to you, then you'll most likely leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't think it's the responsibility of the trainer to tell the, pe the person how they have to live their life. They're just there to guide you on how you make it better. That's always up to you. If you choose to say that, well, you take this and it's still no result, well, don't blame that on the person who's giving you the tool. Blame that on yourself, what you're doing with it, or if you're taking it or not. Me, my issue with this kind of like movement that had happened with that is just that those who are very extreme with it, they will go to a point where they will uh, compare that to be a minority, like black people, people of color. I'm just get a little bit like angry, I would say, but I don't want it to express it as anger because it's being very rude. But I would say to them most of the time, I cannot wake up one day and decide you being black. This is what I am. That's it. But using that as a weapon and go targeting something like that is so sensitive. Just because you're not willing to make the change to uh, uh, extend your own life or uh, making the change to have a better uh, situation for yourself, don't use uh, me as I can say that it's like you being racist. Because no, no, it's not. At least you have people who are concerned for your health. That's where I get my approach with that. I'm not just trying to bash people because they are like, yeah, you're bigger than what, yeah, it is what it is. But what I want is just to make sure that people understand that it's not, first of all, competition. Second, it's not um, uh, how uh, I feel if you're around me or something like that. It's always linked to um, a certain behavior that you develop over time. But I don't know. I'm just sometimes get very uh, um, nerved and so a little bit angry when I watch those videos. When I hear the, uh, their argument about their uh, their body and all this kind of stuff, because I'm just like really like stop doing that. Because what you do is just being ignorant and using someone uh, who whatever whatever they do, they would not be able to change who they are. But you, if you just make one little decision saying that you're going to eat better, you're going to move more, you can change your, your physique. But me, I can't. I'm born like that. I'm going to die like that. It's something that I cannot change. But use that as an excuse to defend your your lifestyle choice is not okay. That's the part where I draw the line. I am totally for body acceptance. Also, don't skinny shame skinny people because God is also hard for us. Thank you very much. I'll rest my case. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, think. we should never be comparing like something that you're born with versus something that you've chosen to do. Yeah. Like you have a choice to be that big. To be that big is not like your body doesn't want to be that big. Your body's fighting against you every step of the way to be that big. Just like someone that is extremely anorexic, like you're fighting against your body to be that small. 
Like your body will naturally sit in a happy place where it wants to maintain, where it wants to stay there. Um, and then both extremes, like you're doing something extreme to be there. I, I, I hate these people, honest. And I, I feel bad. No, no, no. I feel because I'm one of those people. Like I, I live alone. I'm very quiet, and I, I don't want to be like I don't want to be that guy who's like starts complaining to the landlord, gets what da, 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 But at the same time, it's like, come on, you're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. No, but I don't. I, I, I hate. I, I don't like being a snitch. Like I don't know if it's just me. If it's, it's just something like this. I feel like everyone has the right to their home, and like if yeah. there are people. Want it, downstairs neighbor like uh you're just can you like stop stomping so much <laughs> yeah no it's it's true I'm, I'm i'm getting to the point yeah I'll, I'll have to confront them i guess like if i can hear this like this loud in your microphone like it must be loud <laughs> yeah 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 it's uh it's it's, it's annoying but uh that's uh, another topic for another what day. Happens, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. What happens when you're in an apartment building? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The nightmare of neighbors and stuff. Yeah. Those are also good stories. But a bit, you didn't put really much like input about like uh, your perspective much. Uh, what you will get there is just like mostly you were asking questions. You didn't say uh, anything about. I have a I have a mixed take on this, like uh, because I mean you know, I felt like I was really really into it, and I feel like my motivation has been down so much because of COVID, and I feel like mm. I I don't like the way I look now. I feel like I was I was really cut before, and it just it's just gone downhill. And I see myself, and I'm just like, wow, I I've fallen, and it's like I was uh. At my friend's my friend has a home gym recently like when i was back home for during the pandemic he's like oh let, let's see how good you'll do on on the bench and then i was like i found myself struggling with like half of what i used to do and i'm just like how have i slipped this much that i'm, I'm struggling with something that was so easy before and it's uh i don't know it's uh it's it's, it's like it's only almost like you're shaming yourself and you just uh I don't know. It's it's like you have to. I think it's like I'm at the point where I'm like I gotta figure out something because I I don't know. I I used to be someone like I would measure myself by my personal best. Like like I was able to do like consistently for a while. Like it started with like 80 pound dumbbells like on the like dumbbell press. Then I got to 90s. Then I got to 95s, and it was like it was good. And I'm just like yo, I was I was hitting more weight, more weight every time, and then it's. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's healthy. If that's healthy itself too, because I always measure like my success, like in the gym, based off like I'm hitting this new personal bet. I'm hitting this new target. Uh, oh, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like uh, eventually, um, you know, like I sort of recognize that, like even if I hit that target, it's not necessarily going to translate to. Uh, uh what do you call it um further results in like like in in your body and then eventually isn't there a poor certain point that like your natural instinct if you're not on anabolic like that you reach like your max potential and then it's like i'll never be able to lift the weights that like say like a ronnie coleman or a you know one of those type of guys are lift just because i well, just don't have you're not on steroids <laughs> yeah i know but it's 
the thing is like if you're measuring yourself by weights eventually you get to this point where you're like you plateau mm -hmm. and i feel like inevitably like i remember getting close to that point that i was just like okay if i'm not hitting this peak if i'm staying at this point is the only natural option to get past this point to use steroids and like or if I, or is it just like you have to accept the fact that this is your peak and this is all you're going to do? And honestly, you'll never like until you're 50, you have lots of time to hit continuously at your peak. It slows down, and you're looking at like maybe adding five to 10 pounds a year, but you can still get better. Like, I'm in the sport of strongman and powerlifting, and in the last year, I've only increased my weights by like five to 10 pounds. And if you know, like, that's just how she goes, then you're not going to, like, expect better results. So we, there's a thing called noob gain. So in the, your first six months, that's when you're going to be hitting PRs, like, smashing everything down. After that six months, after you're in your first, like, phase of, like, actual training, like, when you've hit your past your noob gains, like, it's a very, very slow progression. And you just need to know that, like, if I stop doing this, then I'm just not going to be good at it anymore. It's like skill practice. It's like getting better at shooting basketball. Like, it's practice that you're going in and you're just practicing this. And then it's different. Like, then if we're looking at bodybuilding, then we don't really care too much. Like, obviously, weights do matter still for progressive overload to um, get bigger muscles. But as long as we're getting close to failure, like, it, it doesn't matter what we're lifting. And it's whatever you want to accomplish in the gym. Is the, the effect of steroids, like, you'll automatically be like, yo, this is just a huge advantage, and then all of a sudden you're doing something that sounds unreasonable? Or is it, like, I've always, no, I've seen people that have, like, dabbled with steroids, and you, you I've seen it, like, the acne breaks out on their chest, and I'm just like, where, where did that come from? And uh, Well, essentially, like, when you're putting steroids in, you're, like, going through puber puberty again. So your testosterone is going up high, like that's where you start breaking out. That's where you, you know, it just heightens everything. And it obviously increases your strength because now your muscles are just turned on. They're ready to like, just go and produce like as much force as possible. But the thing with steroids is your tendons and ligaments take so much time to build up to the tolerance of load. And if you're just going in and like all of a sudden now, instead of, squatting 300 pounds now you're squatting 500 pounds like that's a recipe for an injury because you're like your body is not ready to do that but your muscles are ready to go but do you think that like competition like is there any way to separate that from like the competitive fitness industry or is steroids itself would always be like this back window aspect and you and you there's no way to like completely like shred it from that or it's just something that's always going to be there sort of Oh, it's always going to be there. Like, it, I honestly think that they should just make them legal and you should be able to just go to your doctor, get them to like inject you with the proper amount, with the proper steroids. There's so many like deaths and everything. Like people don't know how to use steroids. Like I don't know how to use steroids. The internet says a million things, but there's no like research saying like you need to do this, this and this. And if you're doing steroids now, trust me, by the time you're 50 or 60, if your goal is overall health, like you're not going to be there. Like, I think Ronnie is Ronnie Coleman still alive. I don't even follow like any of the bodybuilders no, he, or whatever. But I'm, he, he's like, like in a whale or some shit. Yeah, he's um he he can't walk without a walker right now, and it just it's crazy. Oh my this god, guy, that's sad. Yeah, and, and that's that like that is bodybuilding. Like that is like 
steroid use after steroid use and like stressing your joints and your ligaments. Like we were not made to lift that heavy of a weight and to get that big, like just like people that are fat that are like pushing the 400 pound range, we are not made to have that much muscle mass on us. That's not healthy. That's not anywhere close to longevity like that. Like steroids are going to take like 10, 15 years off your life, especially if you're not doing them correctly because like it fucks up your hormones really bad. I guess that was kind of a little bit of a side tangent there. <laughs> now you see my stance on steroids. <laughs> but is, is it possible to like, is that even still true if someone like stops taking them or is it like, is it possible to reverse the effects or is it sort of one of those things where like once you're caught in that cycle, you sort of, your body sort of craves it and it becomes an addiction. And... Yeah. Well, I mean like, uh, we'll use strongman as an example because like everybody doing strongman is on steroids. Um, is like these guys are pushing like massive amounts of tests and like they're just they're gonna hit a wall and after that like there's so many like adverse side effects to come with like really pushing your gear really hard and these people just like just want to be better, just want to be the best and like just run themselves to the ground. I mean, if you're doing steroids the way that you're supposed to be doing then you're looking at like a cycle then you're doing like post cycle therapy and then you're taking a good break off and then you're going back in but these guys get so wrapped up in their numbers that like taking that time off is just it's not gonna like they don't want to do that because obviously your your strength decreases i mean they've done studies where people they tested their squat beforehand on like like non-trained individuals that have never worked out in the gym they tested their squat they injected them with like they injected with steroids and then their squat increased by 10, 15%. And that was with like no training whatsoever, just because your muscles are ready to produce force. So like it gets really addicting to like see these numbers increase, see like the muscle size increase that people just are not doing them the way that you're supposed to be doing them. I think that's an interesting fact because we always talk about like when we're talking about training, you're probably obviously training natural people who are just doing it for like health concerns and it's interesting once you get to the aspect of like competitors and uh well and there's tons of coaches that are pushing like steroids on their athletes because they're like do you want to be better do you do you like like the only way that you're going to get better in the sport is to do steroids and so is that sort of something that happens with competition and like uh or is it just or do you think there should just be uh then it, it makes you think that should do you support the fact that it should be something that should be completely like legalized in the athletics scenario too as well or should there yeah, be I think so I mean I think it should be managed like let's see an Olympic let, let's see the Olympics with everybody on steroids but everybody has the exact same amount so then we eliminate like any of these like like outlier things and then we can actually like see like the true test of like strength because obviously like, if you don't do steroids properly you're not going to get like or like proper programming and everything like that, you're not going to see the benefits, the full benefits from them. So like, I think that you should be able to, they should be legalized. You should be able to go to your doctor, spend a shit ton of money and constantly have blood work done, like making sure everything is good and that it's run through like an actual plan, like course of action with, with steroids. Cause obviously like, older individuals in their 50s and 60s, like they get placed on hormone therapy because their test is now super low and that's managed through a doctor, which they're essentially injecting steroids. But um, 
But I want to see, like, is there a reason why you don't just say flat out, just make everything illegal and just ban it and then... Or just so because, it's like, already illegal. And, like, people will find a way to get it and then they don't regulate it and then... Yeah, like, right now, like, the mar the black market of steroids is scary. Like, at, like at World Health, or I guess I, I, guess I can say them because they don't exist anymore. Um, there was an old trainer that used to sell steroids out of his locker. Where did he get them from? Who fucking knows? Like, it's all, like, it's so sketchy. That's fucked up. And uh, people, like, are injecting themselves, and they don't even know what these compounds are. And, like, there's a lot of people that are dying from it because they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And, like, there, there's a few, like, that came back that, like, they didn't even have steroids in it. It was, like, other substance, substances, and now you're going to go inject that in your body and die. <laughs> Yeah, it makes you think, like, if there's no regulation, then you, you really don't. That's like I drugs. Mean, like, I mean, we're not, like, if you're going out and buying street drugs, you don't know if it's the actual the thing that you're looking for. I guess steroids. Do you think that, that the, there's been a war on steroids? Is that pushed by, like, is it the government that's doing this? Or is it just, like, a perception? Or is it... Uh, I have I have no idea. Like, I'm not, I'm not in, like, the realm of steroid use. I don't surround my pe myself with people that use steroids. Like, I'm a true believer that I'll get there eventually. It's just going to take a lot longer. But then I'll be able to live until I'm, you know, 90 or 100 years old, still be able to move, still be able to function properly. So yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't like. I don't like. Like I said, I just don't surround myself with that. So I have no idea what what's going on with steroids. I mean, it, it's an interesting conversation. I think there's just multiple layers, and I think ultimately it comes down to somebody's. They, there, there is an insecurity in themselves, which is why they're going out and seeking that and getting to like that bottom issue is like is key itself. Yeah. So, you know, like. I forget. Oh yeah, not yeah. only that, but people people want results right now. And yeah. like steroids give you results like right now. Not that I'm it, promoting them, so I just gonna like like don't take them, they're no. gonna kill you. <laughs> well do you think it's just people, I know someone will shake your penis. Can you go? Well well I do you think it. it's people Well what is the effect for what are the shrink for women though? Like if women takes a lot of steroids, what's the actual I know I've heard of shrinking your penis, but what is does, does it shrink like the vagina or? Uh, it just makes your clitoris really huge, so it turns into a penis. Really? I don't. I like no. <laughs> I don't. Know. Maybe I don't know. Um. So like with the women, like they just they they look like a man. Like they start to grow like a beard. Like just well, because they're essentially going through puberty as as a male. Yeah, so I know. And I like you can like, tell, like like you can tell when a girl, like I don't know if you've ever seen like the pro bodybuilding women, yeah. like that, that, like no, like they're they're more manly looking than than an actual man, and hopefully I don't get a lot of hate for that. But <laughs> it, it, yeah. it is interesting though, like um, that entire pro side of like the body. Yeah, are you completely like out of the loop on that about Olympia and like competitions? And yeah, I don't like I don't surround myself with any bodybuilders. I don't. That's not the world that I like to to be in. Even like, but even like powerlifting though. Like, I mean, I'm sure like that in 
that competition, that aspect or that idea of someone getting to like that certain level. Okay. Steroids must trickle into that world as well. Oh, for sure. Like, um, like I said, strongman, everybody is not like everybody in the pro level is on steroids. Um, I don't know if you know half Thor Bjornsson yeah. on game of Thrones. Like he had to pull out a strongman. Like he did way too many, like too much steroids he has a kid now. And like, just like health concerns. I just like, he had to pull out same thing with, um, Eddie Hall. Like that's why they're doing boxing now. Cause it's, you know, less hard on their body and less hard on uh, their health outcomes. But like with powerlifting, like I compete in the IPF. So this is a tested federation uh, where people aren't using steroids, uh, but the, there's another federation where they don't test where, you know, the, the field is out there for people to just go up and, you know, lift the most weight that they can using the most gear possible. And you think at, at that world, sort of an unwritten rule, they're like, you won't get very far unless you're on steroids, but the people who are in that world are already like, we already know what we signed up for. And Well, not that like, <clears throat> like a lot of people get into powerlifting because they're, they're, that's three lifts, like squat, bench and deadlift. This is something that someone that has never trained before can come into the gym and learn how to bench, squat and deadlift. This is a really good entry point for people that like just weren't you know, in any sports as a kid, like this is a very accepting community to just go and have like an actual goal to go work towards uh, versus strongman. Strongman is a little bit more on that side where we're crossing the barrier barrier of uh, like steroid use. Like we've lost, I don't train strongman athletes, but my fiance does. And he lost a couple people because I mean, he's not promoting that. He's not going to tell them how to do steroids. And they've gone to another coach that promotes it, that tells them that they'll be nothing if they don't do steroids. Do you find that like when you when you're training someone who's in the comp competitive phase, uh, do you find that uh, once you reach or like let's say your your fiance's uh, clients, if they're in if they're in that phase, does he sort of know that like? Okay, if, if that's the route they're going to go, then you can't really talk them out of it. Like, you just sort of have to, like, keep your opinion to yourself and let's let them do what they want, sort of. I mean, it's their choice. If they want to go and do that, then that's that's up to them. But, like, that's not something that we agree with. And you can get that strong. It's just going to take a lot longer. Like, some like results that these people see are going to be in the first year versus the results that you're going to see like the same thing it's going to be over like three or four years and that's like that's another reason why i do like strongman because it's not just static strength you have like cardio components in it um that you could outperform these people that are on steroids because they're not like they're made for like static strength versus like conditioning and stuff like that and then just having that expectation of like knowing that like hey i'm competing against a bunch of people that are on steroids like I've come in last every time that I competed in strongman because like, I'm just, I'm not willing to uh, ruin my life for a sport that I just do for a hobby. Like have you competed against steroid users and stuff then? Yeah. Yeah. Like every, and well, not everybody. Like I went to nationals for strongman and um, I want to say four out of the five girls I competed with were on steroids. Was it was it was that part of like the, when you were talking to them, or was it sort of like just something that's like 
discuss behind closed doors or is it something that's oh, we, were just, we were just we were just chatting and uh i was chatting with one of the girls and everybody was so mad because uh ian my fiance um has competed a few times obviously when he started he wasn't very good and he doesn't do steroids either so it's a slow like progression up and uh she was saying that her ex-boyfriend um because they were bullying my fiance because he wasn't strong enough to be you know a part of the the manly crew and um <clears throat> she had laughed because ian ended up beating him that competition and i was like yeah and it's funny because ian doesn't even do steroids and she was like what are you talking about like what do you mean he doesn't do steroids because it's just like everybody in the strongman community pretty much does steroids and I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not willing to risk my life and all the side effects with it just to get stronger in a sport that I do for fun. That's a hobby. I'm not going to spend over a grand a month on steroid use. Like, that's just ridiculous. And uh, she was like, yeah, I take steroids, but, you know, obviously the lower dose. So then I don't have all of those side effects. And I was like, yeah, do, do you like, <laughs> I'm not here to judge you, but but like I know that competing against these people, like I will will not be that strong. Like like in a comparison, and that's fine as long as you go in with like knowing, hey, I'm not going to be the best at this, but I'm just doing it because this is what I enjoy doing. Then it manages your expectations a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, but then does that uh, lower your your competitive spirit, like? Because ultimately, like, it feels like I, I, I've been an athlete. I've played sports probably my whole life, not, not recently, but it's like I've been always taught, like, even by my coach, like, you're playing to win, you're playing to win, you're playing to win. And so if you know instinctively, like, right off the bat, you don't have a chance to win, does that lower your, like, you know, your, your psyche or your, like, motivation or? Honestly, not for me, like, strongman is just really fun it's really like because i just go in like trying to do better than what i've been doing at the gym because the environment in strongman is so much different than powerlifting uh, like you're competing head to head to someone so like i've hit prs that i would have never hit in the gym because like i'm i'm a smart person training and i know like what my body can do in the gym and not pushing it so much that i get an injury versus like competing like i'm going to push that threshold because i'm not thinking of like my safety or anything like that so it's just cool going in and being like holy shit like i deadlifted 350 like 350 for a double and i've never ever hit that so i mean i don't train strength athletes or sorry i don't train competitive athletes that want to like go and hit like the international stage because i just first of all they're broke as shit and like i and always want more than what they what they spend and i just don't like it's not I'm not interested in training them. So I don't like surround myself with like people that want to go and do steroids. Like I've never had a client come up to me and, and been like, you know, like I just want to get a little bit better. Like, what do you think I should use? Like I've never had in my seven years of being a trainer, I've never had someone ask me that. I guess it's different for males. Do you mainly just train female, correct? Mostly train female. I've trained a lot of males, uh, but males are less likely to ask for help when it comes to training. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's, it's like it's an ego thing where you just feel like you're like, I can watch some videos, I can watch some YouTube, and everyone becomes thinks they know when they, just by seeing a video, everyone thinks that they know more than they know. It's kind of 
like I, I have a bad habit with like I'll be driving around and like I'm horrible with directions, but I, I don't want to admit I'm lost. So I'll I'll just I'll just drive in circles. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like I, I've had that issue. Like I've I've had this thing like when I was training quite but I think you you've got I've had to learn to like humble myself like well you know going up and like in the gym and having someone tell you oh, your form's completely off and uh sometimes there, there, sometimes it's unwarranted but I mean at times you know like it comes from a good place especially if you're like you're doing like let's say uh like an arm curl and you're in your like your back is like halfway like like and you're looking at the ceiling almost and you're like yo you're gonna pull your back out doing that and uh yeah i've, I've had those issues because i think i don't i feel like with guys it's just there's just something in, innate about like you got to do more you got to do more you got to do more and then like you'll watch you'll you'll be in the gym and you'll see a guy who's clearly way bigger than you and been doing it way longer and is probably training more than you and could potentially be on steroids but you'll see him like hit such like three times your 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 max like like a bench press and then there'll be something and you'll be like hey let, let me see if i could potentially do that and then like the second you do that like that's like one way ticket to injury and uh i've been on that end and it's like with like deadlifts there's just there's such a margin of error that like you screw up a deadlift like you could potentially be out for like months yeah, like, I was actually out for like over three yeah. years with a back injury. Yeah, yeah, with, with, yeah, and it's it's scary. Like I've seen people like pull pull them pull muscles like and like completely screw up a deadlift, and it's uh, it's you're scary. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I spent a lot of money on my education to help yeah. educate people and like yeah. guys that are very like, oh, I don't need help or anything like that. I'll get in in a consult and like first thing. Do you know how to brace? No. Well, <laughs> there's all your issues. Cause they like, they don't talk about this stuff. You can't find this shit on YouTube. Like you need, like, this is something that's taught by a coach because everybody learns differently. And like, are you looking yeah. at the right source of information? And I think people like really undervalue um, trainers and, and coaches. There's a lot of sh fucking shitty ones out there. <laughs> that's unfortunate. And I feel like, uh, do you think that like there's a big issue here with like um, the quality of trainers out there, especially if like you're talking like World Health or like gyms of that source? And like, what if, if let's say you are someone you're like you want to get better, but you want like, and you want and you know that like you need some sort of motivation. Is is there like a strategy with getting a good trainer or like? How do you, how does someone navigate that market with like finding someone who will be able to like properly address your like fitness goals, etc. Honestly, just doing your research, like looking at the trainer, seeing maybe talking with their clients, um, talking with them, but honestly, like just following them and seeing what they do, and like, are they constantly like throwing like flashy marketing at you, or are they throwing like absurd claims of like results and stuff like that? Um, if they're in your area, go watch them train clients. Like we're in the gym training clients. Like that, that right there is your resume. Like 
how does this person interact with with their clients? Are they doing exercises properly? Um, are they, you know, coaching them? Or are they just sitting there on their phone? Or are they just like talking the entire time? Like that's a good way to to look and seek out like a good trainer. But honestly, like just asking uh, like their clients how they like the training and like what's good and um, yeah, just seeing them what they do in person and how like honestly how they work out like how like how are they working out like is their form shit like do they know what they're doing are they putting up flashy workouts are they you know all that kind of stuff is um some key things to look at before hiring someone like i said like a lot of my clients that reach out um follow me for for months on instagram and they see me at the gym they see me with clients they see like the stuff that me and ian do and like that's honestly like the big source of my revenue is like a lot of referrals and just a lot of people just watching because you're always on display like no matter what you're doing you're always on display yeah so it's uh that part of so do you feel it's like necessary for a trainer itself to like have the videos out there have that that internet content and like keep that you need to be online unless you're working at a big box gym where you're there funneling new clients like you need to be out on social media like or else no one's gonna find you like or you can go into gg and put up ads but then you're risking getting clientele that you don't don't like and and that also is probably helpful because like if someone's watching you they sort of inadvertently they've built a connection to you before actually training you so they sort of they sort of know what to expect so it's not like Exactly. Like we've already started to like build this relationship outside of it. Like even just like being there to like answer any questions that someone has on social media. Like I've had so many people that like ask me a few things here and there. And then all of a sudden a month later, they're like, okay, well now I want to come train with you. And like on my social media, like I'm very, like, it's very known, like what I believe in the way that I train people. Like I'm constantly like showing people almost like kind of like manipulating people in like the way that I want them to live their, their healthy lifestyle, essentially. <laughs> use the word manipulate. I would say educate them because I also follow you on your Insta and all that. And I see what you do. Most of the time is uh, actually you do a lot of myth busting about all shit show that people learn online about working out and also nutrition because all of her inside history, trust me, I watch them all. And also I go on the post, I see exactly what she's posting. It's most of the time educating the person, not even uh, trying to shame anybody. It's just to say what you believe about diet and all this kind of shit is not true. This is, if you want to see results, those are the basic. And repeating that again and again and again. And I think that's why a lot of people seeing that you being very consistent with your message and saying that this is exactly what you need to do. This is how it's going to work if you want to see results. So that's why they compel to just go there. And of course, the reference work as well, because you have clients who uh, they would say that they see results and they stick to it. Others, they would not stick to it because it depends the motivation or maybe financial situation. But it's what you're willing to do. And me, I talk as a perspective of a client will also go with what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to invest on my health that way and have a personal trainer, but not any proper uh, personal trainer because 
I was in my mind that I would have been giving up long time ago to go to the gym if I was stuck with the trainer that I was giving at first. I would have given up right after a month because I I don't know. I felt like I would not see any result. The thing is, Jess is kind of like quiet and all that. I said she would just drop truth bombs under your head and you'll be like, holy shit, okay. I'll take that seriously then. It's again to you to make uh, you know the effort to do the work or whatever or to listen or not to listen to. That's up to you. But I noticed that most of the people who follow her on on social media, they realize that she's not gonna try to change you and say that oh yeah if you get to try this tea thing you're gonna uh, see a result after that month because I saw a lot of other trainers doing that on Insta, which pissed me off. They're not even like big influencer, just the small one already doing those kind of I mean, things. Are, are they are they getting paid by like what skinny tea or like I mean isn't there yeah. ads? Yeah. Yeah. They pay so for that. You, I don't know. What's your thoughts about selling products or like will you push products or? Uh, unless I believe in them. So I'm sponsored by a company right now that's trying to um, create something. I can't say too much about it because it still uh, hasn't been created yet. And um, they're doing apparel now. And obviously I get a discount code and whoever buys through me uh, gets it. But I'm not putting out a whole lot until I get this product in my hands, see it, test it. Because if I don't believe in it, I'm not going to like support it or show right. it. Yeah. So like, if I believe in it, then obviously I'm going to push it. Just like if I was to uh, promote like a supplement or something like that, it would be because I truly like the science behind it is there. I'm very science based uh, when it comes to exercise and nutrition. So if the science is not backing it, I will not promote it. It's, uh, it's, it's very, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, like where it becomes like a business and you have all these people promoting this one product and it's, uh, and so you get it. Cause it's like, okay, these guys have, these guys want to make money. So you got to do this. And then. Yeah. I'm fine. Like making less money and not selling my, myself to the devil. And so I can sleep better but obviously other people just like they're just there for the money and just like any industry that you see like people are just like, some people are there just for just for the money and it's just hard to sift through the bullshit yeah <laughs> that's the point that's the thing too it's just um oh my god what i'd say it's just that right now, the only thing that I feel like is became now a thing about working out, like he was saying earlier, people want to have results now. They don't have the patience anymore to, to, to or, or the, the, either the patience or the dedication because they think that um, everything has to be really quick. Uh, I remember mm -hmm. one time, Jess and I, we, we had that conversation kind of where uh, you at one point had a YouTube channel where you were showing some workout and people were not following as much as if uh, you compare with another person who has social media and they say that they do training. And there's another one that I follow on YouTube as well who explained why she doesn't do um, much videos about workout because it's about repetition. You do always the same thing again and again and again. And that's why a lot of people were like until training, making videos like that, after a moment, they will either give up or they would just talk about other topics. And it is her case as well. And she's very, 
honest about it and i think that is actually very true working out and being active is a lot of repetition but people think that yeah you do this weird stuff or air lifting that like those um what it was like the kick workout where people want to have those kardashian but without really much effort i i just find it hilarious because i have some of my friends saying that yeah, I've been doing those workouts to have a bigger butt, and then there's nothing happening. And, it's like, I mean, oh. You, I mean, if they got a, there's a thing called a Brazilian butt lift. I mean, they could just go to yeah, Colombia. Yeah. yeah. Now, that, that is, yeah. listen, those uh, procedures are extremely deadly. They, they kill you. That's what a lot of women don't understand. Those things kill you. It's probably thought, the that, that kill most people right now. Cause I don't think it's an implant though. I thought it's just like they're doing a fat transfer from your stomach and like that's the problem. In. Yeah, but you can hit the wrong vein and just put fat in there and block it. The person dies. There you go. I don't know. I don't know much about it because like I don't understand why you need to go get your butt fixed when you can go to the gym and actually grow it. Your boobs, I understand because yeah. obviously you can't grow those. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything about like but implants here. Oh, oh no, that one I kind of like make some research. I make some research because there will be part where they would put filler in, others they would uh, just do the transfer of fat, others would have the implant where you see people can flip it because uh, the pocket is too loose, it's gross. I, yeah, like I oh my God, but now she reduced it, but people didn't notice that. I noticed that her butt got smaller. Because for her body type, her butt, her butt was too big, first of all. Who's I don't understand it. It's the same. They're all now reducing it, but they make it at very quiet and say that, no, it's natural. It's not. It's not natural because, again, if you had a big butt, you also have the guts that have to go with it. You cannot be super like, skinny, flat on your stomach and have that ginormous thing and small legs, like chicken fingers or whatever. No, that, even stickers. Yeah, no, but no, this, that procedure is extremely dangerous. It's the most cos uh, dangerous one that right now. It kills more women than any other uh, cosmetic surgery because they never go to like the real doctors that will tell you how risky it can be. The one who have been trained with that, they will go to that sketchy person in the basement and get that thing yeah. injected in their butt. Crazy shit well, like that. Another, like a third world country and just go get it done for super cheap. Uh -huh. And then yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot go to Colombia or whatever. And... Colombia, Brazil, Turkey, um, Mexico. There were even a story. I, I watched a documentary about that. A lady will say, she said that she went to a bar in Mexico. The guy was doing that uh, 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 in the storage unit and he was injecting her something that she didn't know what it was. I was like, are you fucking nuts? And it cost like, her like, thousands and thousands of right dollars. Like a good, deal. good idea. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, it was $3,000. Yeah, but what about your health? You could have died over there. Go to the gym, pay your membership, do the deadlift, do uh, the, the, the the squats, even the lunges that I hate, do them. And after months and maybe years, you will see some results. Proper training and diet will get you there. Yeah, there you go. I don't want to grow my okay. butt bigger anymore. I'm fine where I am. I reach in I my mind go, the size I want. Yeah, I think it's the uh, it's the timing thing. Like I think people just are so obsessed with like now, now, now. We live in a world where everything is so consistent. Wow. 
everything wants yeah. people want an Amazon to Amazon two day shipping on like their body and uh yeah <laughs> like the perfect way to explain that yeah Amazon two day shipping of your body which is ridiculous mm. <laughs> I'll probably use that one time I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure to show you in it when I do <laughs> yeah oh that's excellent yeah, but uh yeah, I know it's it's a it's, it's a timing thing, and I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like hard hard work is one thing, but I think it's uh, people want things right away, and I I don't mm-hmm. know if there's any way to if there's any way to change that, or if it's healthy. No, it's hard. You just gotta like manage their expectations. So whenever I meet with a new client, like whatever goal they're trying to achieve, I'm like, these are your expectations, and if things go like if you're on point the entire time, yes, you'll get there. But guess what? Life happens. And in order to enjoy life, like it's going to take you longer. Like instead of looking at, you know, three months, six months, now look at it in two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. Like you got to think like not now, like it's not going to happen now. All these small habits lead to this end big result. Um, and because if you're not doing it slow, you're not, it's really, really hard to maintain. And that's why I make sure like with all my clients, like they know the expectations coming in that in order to get these results that they're looking for, they need to be doing X, Y, and Z. Yep. And like in my entire training career, I've never had someone come back and be like, well, you didn't get like, it's your fault that I didn't get results. Cause I drill it in every single time. Like you need to do this, this, this. And like, they know that they're not doing this and that they're not doing that. Like they, they know that they're, what they need to do, they're not doing. But everybody else is like, hey, let's get abs in like two weeks. And we're just going to like do these like crunches here. And I'm going to have a six pack. And oh, <laughs> there was a time I remember that was when, uh, before I moved to Alberta, where I would do those, um, those challenges where they're like, yeah, you do like 90 crunches by this time. And then you lose your result. After day two, I was done. I was just like, no, not yeah, working. I, I, I've, I've seen the into i wonder if like the p90x like if you're genuinely like using that machine if if it actually works i don't know like those mm-hmm. like anything works as long as you do it consistently <laughs> yeah yeah like anything anything works. <laughs> and that's why when i run challenges it's not weight loss challenges it's like building habits like these are like we're working on habits to to get there and I don't like fast weight loss is not sustainable weight weight loss. Yep. Now as far as like we've been talking a lot about workouts itself. We've never really we haven't really touched on diet we've touched on diets a bit but not much. Um when you're talking food with people, like is it just sort of like you sort of is it per person or you're not gonna push like keto or you're not gonna push no, so my philosophy is flexible dieting. So anything can fit so long as we're eating like 80% mostly healthy, healthy grains, uh, lots of protein, all that kind of stuff. And then fitting in in moderation, all the fun, fun, healthy stuff. Like it's very possible to fit in cake every single day and still lose weight, still look great. Um, I eat chips regularly. I eat candy regularly. Like it's all about energy balance and everybody's a little bit different. So I got to like I got to meet them on where they're at. Uh, I love macro counting, like calorie counting. Uh, that's where like you're going to see results. Cause if we're looking at like a budget, trying to save money, 
and you're not tracking where your money's going, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Just like if you're not tracking what you're eating, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yep. But obviously, like people are at different stages. So like if they're not ready to calorie count, then working on food skills, like food skills is a very easy one to start off with. And I'm not going to dive too deep into it because it, that will be like another three hour topic <laughs> conversation. Yep. Do you think like the, like, we're not going to go too far into that topic, but like, I've seen a lot of people, especially my friends who have done, and they've been in the competitive space, and they're like, yo, you do, you just, you follow the rule of like eating clean six days a week, and then you just have a massive cheat day where you eat like two pizzas or three pizzas. And like, is that the method that you would recommend or? No, not at all. Um, cheat meals are terrible. Um Okay, let me let me start from the beginning. First of all, we should never be labeling food as either clean or bad or dirty or whatever. There's like nutrient rich foods and then there's not so nutrient rich foods. And we always wanna make sure that we're choosing the most um, nutrient rich food because not only that is uh, fiber has a higher thermic effect, meaning that our body takes a lot more energy breaking it down than say having straight sugar that goes right through our system and um, essentially being stored as fat right away, depending on what your activity level is like. Same thing with protein. And when it comes to energy balance, like if we're looking at uh, how many calories we're expending, expending and we're eating a certain amount during the week and then we have a cheat day, it's really easy to like negate everything that we've done during the week because we overate a shit ton on Saturday. So if we're in a 500 calorie deficit from Monday to Friday, but then we have, you know, a 10,000 calorie cheat day. Well, we just went over budget and now we have to pick up those pieces now this coming week. And this is where you get into this restricting binging cycle. And that's what that perpetuates is the restriction and then the binge. Uh, Cause once they're done competing, a lot of competitors, like as soon as show date ends, like these people like put on like 10, 20 pounds, like within a month after because they've restricted themselves so much that now they're gonna go in, they're gonna cheat, they're going to cheat, they're going to eat a bunch of shitty food and they're overfeeding themselves like crazy. Your body adapts to whatever you're doing. So like during contest prep, like your your metabolism like drops down and then now as soon as you're feeding, then essentially all those calories are being stored as fat. Their genetics are still back thousands of years ago, but our food environment has changed vastly in the last hundred years. It's crazy. And it fucks up your hormones. So like it takes months to even regulate then of like the feeling of being full and like satiated. Like these people are just like sitting their entire life, like next couple months just starving because their hormones are so out of whack. It's, it's crazy to think because I've never really, I saw it. I've seen a lot of friends like go by this and they'll have like crazy huge cheat days, but they're like, if you just keep it to one day, then like, I never realized, I never thought of it as like your body is still like that one day, your body still has to recover all that time after you've had that one day. And like- Yeah, so it's gotta burn that energy that you've overfed it with. It doesn't just go through the system and it's like, okay, you said a massive shit. No. Nope. <laughs> no, it's just this like continuous cycle. And I mean, with a lot of these people that are doing like clean eating during the week, they're not eating a whole lot of calories. So yeah, maybe the Saturday is putting them back to like a normal state of like, which they shouldn't like, should have been eating to start off with. Cause like my rule is, you know, 
what like the last thing I want to do is cut your calories but really low like we need to keep them up super high for a whole host of reasons um but allowing that flexibility of being able to still go to restaurants and everything like that so you're not binging on this one day but yeah a lot of them are restricting so hard that it doesn't really put a huge dent into it like they're still going to make progress because if we're if you look at it like in a weekly view they're probably still um well they would be most likely under eating still and so still yeah. seeing results are you calorie counting even at a restaurant or like is it not a lot i mean it's no. not going to be 100 percent accurate you can yeah, yeah. So. But now there are a lot of restaurants where now you can, um, if you can, their QR code there, you can actually start to uh, be able to see the calorie of each um, dishes that they have. I found it like, kind of like, huh, that's kind of cool because it helped those people to still figure out that they can still enjoy their food without thinking that, oh my God, if I indulge it like crazy, it's going to take me this time to stop doing that. And when you mentioned uh, the part where the, the um, the cheat day, I was laughing because I knew that Jess is her biggest nemesis because on her Insta, she will talk about it a lot. Because people have that misconception about that. You can have that one day where you can you just go all over it, but no, no, not at all. Not at all. And I know that I went through that kind of thing. What, there were a moment where I was just like, yeah, I'm going to try to eat like super healthy during the week. And Saturday, I ate like shit. I felt like I was dying because that was, that it was disgusting to me to that. And then I was just like, why would I punish myself doing this kind of thing? And they say, it's your cheat day. You're supposed to be happy and look forward to it. It's not very much a good motivation to maintain what you are trying to do because all you have in mind is just that I have just this much of days before getting to the point where I can eat shit. And then all of a sudden your relationship of food goes fucking really shitty. And then now all of a sudden you have an eating disorder. And this is like the bodybuilding community is great for creating eating disorders. Mm -hmm. yeah, was... This is like the way that I plan with my clients. Like instead of being a cheat day, we have a refeed day, but it's a plan. Like we're still tracking, but we're fitting it in with this plan. So it doesn't turn into like a 10,000 calorie day. And then now it turns food into like food labeling and then it, it's like very psychological and a lot of these girls are are very lost after they compete yeah this is just a this is sort of another topic here like oh, in relation like i don't know why i feel like a lot of people have mcdonald's as there's, there's man you just feel terrible after eating mcdonald's i don't know if it's just yeah. me it's just no it's not just you well, it's well, not just McDonald's. I would say just in uh, fast food in general, especially if you stop eating uh, that place for a long time, it will make you that. For example, I would just take, uh, I used to eat A&W for a while, and then I stopped for three years. And I just, just ate that like, what, a couple months ago? I felt like I was about to throw up on my soul because that felt so terrible. My body was kind of like, yeah, we got used to something else, not this anymore. Even McDonald's, sometimes it would be that if I don't eat it for months and months and after that, just to go back to it, I will feel like, yeah, I don't know, something disgusting had entered my body and I can't. I don't know. Um, like, I feel like at least with Subway, you could train you. You could like trick yourself and be like, yo, I'm such a healthy guy. I'm eating Subway by then. 
They tricked you into thinking it's okay to eat an entire loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love Subway. <laughs> but this is where the flexibility comes in. Like if you're if you're flexible with your diet, then you can include stuff like this and not feel guilty or not feel shameful and just know that it's energy balance. Mm. Nutrition no. is super simple. They just make it super complicated. <laughs> yep. But also the lack of movement does not help because after that we had fall into where we we label food as responsible of our state, even though knowing that as uh, with our evolution, human beings are not supposed to be a sedentarian. We're supposed to always move around. We're not supposed just to sit all day. It's not a natural position for us. But we that's why you feel so like sit after sitting all day because your body gets super tight. Like it's not made to sit. Like we're we're supposed mm -hmm. to be moving around. Like we're not supposed to be in positions for like longer than an hour. Yeah. Just like running all day is not good for you. Sitting all day is not good for you. Like nothing's good for you uh, if you do it yeah. for a long period of time, besides sleeping. <laughs> it's so, weird. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. But we also find excuses to not get to a point where I was like, oh, I don't have time. That's the, always the, the main goal, excuse that you will hear. I don't have time for this. But that's 24 hours in a day. So you mean that for this whole time, you don't have a moment to just to be, have a one hour where maybe you go walk or, I don't know, do something where you move around a little bit. It doesn't need to be an hour. Even 30 minutes a day is fine. And, Even um, five minutes spread over the entire hour is more yeah. than more than enough exactly and i remember when um uh, after when they kind of lift those restrictions a little bit where i realized that even without just to go uh, if i would take out the workout uh, of my routine i realized that i was walking a lot i always been like very active moving around and then when this pandemic hit i realized wow so I'll move that much because it took it, it took me a moment to realize that in the morning to go to work, I will work around 25 minutes and then the afternoon leaving work, I will work around 30, 30 or 25 minutes the same. And also the time for me to take the stairs, doing this, that, that. And I realized that I'm just walking around crazy. And yeah, that's like the kind of that was a conversation that me and you had where I was like, you need to realize like how much activity you were doing before. Like that's why it was so easy yeah. for you to gain the weights that you've never had an issue before in your life, but all of a sudden now you had it and that's because your environment changed a lot. And like just yep. that change makes a huge difference. Exactly. What's that? So it'll be, don't feel bad the end about of the day yourself. Is hard, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just oh, yeah. realized we're approaching, we're, we're, we're at like the two hour mark now. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. Enjoy, yeah. Hey, you enjoying the uh, editing process? <laughs> just post it all. That's all great. Yeah. Yeah. And you will worry that you would not uh, uh, have anything to say. And look at you. You were the one actually holding the whole thing. Just there watching you guys talking. Just like, yeah, cool. That's neat. So, like I said, well, as long as I have questions being asked, I, I can answer them. <laughs> but there's just there's a lot to talk about, and I always ha I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> oh yeah, we know. Oh, I know. I do know. 
and uh, that's the point uh, that's why i was thinking like really from the beginning uh, moment that i i decided to have this podcast i was totally from the beginning saying that i need to have jess on this podcast just to talk about even anything else that is not always dream related but i felt like your input would be very interesting because i saw you for all the seven years doing the study the research even going back to school for nutrition to be able to give the facts to people not just saying yeah keto school take it <laughs> bacon every day after that you lose weight and then you find yeah People need just to be re-educated on their way to eat, even in general, but they don't realize that. Education goes a long way when it comes to health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have like, to say, Abid? Like a credible source, not from like Fit Chick on Fit Chick 101 on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that word, thick chicks. That's just like, oh my God. At the time, it was not a compliment, and it turned to something that you're looking forward to be. Yeah, you want to be uh, uh, thick and slim at the same time. I don't know how is that possible, but apparently it's a thing. It's like, okay. But isn't it good, like, if somebody takes back a word, and then it's like, okay, now the word means something good, and it's, you know, it's like you're taking back something that was, then you turn something negative into something positive. I don't know. Is it? Is it a way of something? Oh, in a way? Well, I mean, I feel like some of these words, like it just, uh, curvy's changed a lot. Thick has changed a lot. Like, uh, that's that's a whole other topic. Uh, yeah, thick used to be bad, and now thick is good. <laughs> now something that was ridiculed as well, because that was the case with uh, that that shape that now every woman are, are trying to strive for it was ridiculed because it, it was uh mostly i would say visible on minorities because the western people didn't have that shape so it was just seen as something that is not desirable but now you have those who are just like yeah but look at me i have this body but it's not natural and just take some element of something that we were making fun of a black woman with a big ass who was like oh my god you saw that this is a ginormous button oh and now it's just like i will even go to mexico tirana and get injected the, i don't know salt in my butt just to get it what the fuck? how we got there trends <laughs> just yeah. like in 10 years it's gonna be something else <laughs> Who knows? The trend may be going to be big arms or big nose, giant ears. <laughs> don't know. It changed every time. Or maybe we'll, we will reverse back again to the early uh, 2000 where everybody had to be very skinny again. Who knows? I, <laughs> I doubt it. I don't I think that's ever going to come back. Well, yeah. Mm. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how it's, it's crazy how it's changed a lot. Then uh, social media has that has that part in it, but uh... well, even like looking at diets, like the ketogenic diet was introduced, I think, eighty years ago. Uh, it was actually used for um, for people that had seizures, and then the fitness industry picked it up, and then now this is your new diet. It's a thing that doesn't and want to like die. That with everything else. 
it's a thing that doesn't want to die. I'm tired of hearing of keto when people say, oh yeah, I'm on keto. And it's fuck keto, oh, shit. It's like, really, it's not going to help you on long run. I was like, yeah, but right now I already lost 25 pounds. I was like, huh, you're going to catch them up real quick too when you stop. I mean, so, hmm. I mean is it possible to just maintain keto for like years and years and years on end and just be like, okay, so what I'm going to do and give up all on carbs and um well you could but there would be a lot of detrimental health effects <laughs> like even in the go. studies that they did with people with um with seizures they couldn't keep them on a, like a true ketogenic diet for for longer than a year because there was like major health declines but I mean, if you're having like, if you're someone that just prefers like a like a high fat, low carbohydrate diet, like there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the only issue is when you're changing your entire way of eating to fit a diet. Like, I'm someone that I I just like to eat low fat, high carbohydrate. That's just what my body likes. And if someone was to put me on a high fat, low carb diet, I'd be fucking like bitchy all the time, and I wouldn't be able to do it. I like maybe last three days. And the biggest thing when it comes to dieting is just finding a way, like an eating style that you can actually just do for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you can't see yourself yep. eating like that, like in 10 years, then it's not the diet for you. And that's why I do flexible time because everything fits in and you can still live your life. <laughs> or, or not, or, or worst case scenario, there's always Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> Photoshop, my God, no. I'm not good at photoshopping at all. You know that <laughs> that's right. I'm just good using filters. Photoshop, no. <laughs> that's not you know, once you once you learn how to use photo, it, it becomes a skill. Like it takes a while to master it, and then you're just like, Wow, I yeah. really I'm really good at faking faking things. So I'm like, I feel proud of myself. It's almost like mm. I'm, I'm an artist. Yeah. At what? At just changing how you really look like? Yeah, yeah, in the in the picture, yeah. It's... No, I don't. I I don't want to uh, to project an image that I am not. You know that I'm too one hundred percent. I don't. I can't do that. Even though I would have, I would still say that I have my insecurities, but I own them. But at least I would say that this is how I am. Take it or leave it. If you don't want it, well, I'm not doing that for you. But no, photoshopping things, uh, nah. Otherwise, I will have ginormous boobs on all my pictures. I'm not doing that. All right, guys, but I think I need to get going. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. we're already at the, we're already at the two hour mark, like at the three thirty. So I was good like, now. Was, yeah. yeah. No, it was excellent. He's like, why are you still going? <laughs> Sorry, Ian, that's my fault because uh, we start to talk about stuff on this podcast. We tend to take it like we stretch it because the conversation is good. So that's why we just keep going. And I'm very thankful that you took the time to actually do that today because. I know how your schedule can be insane. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. And of course, I mean, the fact that you were able to make it, I am just like really happy as well. Uh, yeah. Thank you for being there. And that was 
that was the episode of today. Very great conversation. And I think a lot of people will enjoy it. And I will also share your uh, social media in the descriptions for that. So then people would know where to find you. Any last awesome. word? No, thanks for listening. I could talk about this stuff for like hours upon hours. <laughs> All right. Did you want to like shout out a shout out your social media or? No. You can shout out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Out and also anyway, I will put that in the description so they will be able to see that. Just look up Asgardian Strength and you'll find me and my fiance. Yeah. And we're on we're on YouTube. We've got on the YouTube trade. And yep. Yeah. <laughs> see now yeah. you, you got a <laughs> Yeah. I don't I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> exactly. So thank you again for being here. That was weird millennials. I'm gonna stop the recording. Deuces. Boom.